Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my. Welcome back to Dream of the Damned, our series about the Disney princess stories, movies, and musicals, and anything else we can think of. Today we are continuing our discussion of the animated Disney movie Beauty and the Beast from 1991. Let's get to it! So when we left off, we left off on a cliffhanger. We did! With Uh, Belle running from the castle. (laughs) Yes, and my comment of Belle just fucking leaves. Yes. She does. She does. <laughs> She's like, the beast has frightened me. Bye-bye. Okay, so what surprised me about when Belle leaves is that Philippe was just at the castle still. Yeah. For some reason. You'd like think he would have left with her dad. Yeah. Well, no, because the beast throws him oh, into, right, uh, into a carriage and it just yeah. waddles on back to the town. <laughs> yeah. Which is odd in and of itself. Maybe Philippe just liked hanging out with the other horses? Well, I get the feeling that... Well, I don't think there are any other horses. I feel like there probably are. I doubt it. Why is that carriage awake, like, alive? I don't know. Does it talk? Maybe maybe they used to... Oh, I don't know. I don't like it. Never mind. I was going to say, maybe they used to have, like, a driver and a footman or something. You know, they got turned into a carriage. But I don't like that idea. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Each one is one leg of the carriage. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I don't like that idea, so we're not going with it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> we're just going to say that somehow the carriage was magically enchanted, and the wheels just fucking left, and so it has legs now to walk on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God. Um, but I, I'm still very curious about Felipe. Philippe. Uh, Philippe, sorry. I don't know. You did write it weird, because that's not I how did. to spell his I name. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, I know. why did you spell it that way? I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is the correct spelling, but I'm going with it. Because <laughs> every time I like wrote it out myself, I was like, is it two P's? Yeah, I was like... And two L's, or is it two L's and one P, or what? Yeah, I was I was too lazy to look it up. So. I never looked it up, but I definitely knew I was trying to spell it the right way. <laughs> I, I was too lazy to try to spell it the right way. I was like, this probably isn't it, but whatever. <laughs> Felipe. Felipe. But you know what? The, the, only, the only reason I keep thinking of Felipe is because when I worked at a daycare, I, there was a child at the daycare whose name was Felipe. Okay. So I keep thinking of him. <laughs> Okay, so I keep wanting to say Felipe. Okay, that's fine. But yeah. it's Philippe. It's Philippe. <laughs> Philippe. Yes. Why is he at the castle still? Um, I don't know. Is he being cared for? I think so. Probably. We just don't see it. 
I think that there probably are still horses. I don't think there are. I do. I don't. I don't know why I do, but I do. I don't know why you do either. I don't know either. I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. Anyway. I guess we can't really answer the question about Philippe, so we can't. let's just move on. We really can't. Um. Yeah, Belle, like, jumps on Philippe's back. He's just ready to go. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> just casually knows just, that she's running. <laughs> I was thinking, because that, I think that's why I questioned this. Because if Philippe isn't getting taken care of, then, you know, has he just been sitting out there this whole time in the cold without food and water? Because he's just like... He would have died. Exactly. Because he's just like ready to go. But also, I guess it probably hasn't really been that long. Yeah. I think it's only been a couple of days probably. I would say, I think it's only been like a day. Okay. At most. Okay. Yeah. Now that I, now that I yeah, think I think it. it's just one day. Yeah, like now that I think about it, it's really only been a day. She's running after one day. I know. <laughs> like Bell. Bell. Come on. Oh. <sighs> I don't know what to do with you, chick. I don't because the. I would say because the thing is too skipping ahead a little bit, um, like just after. The beast rescues Belle and Philippe. Uh-huh. Like she's immediately like, okay, like you're fine. Like I yeah. can I can hang out with you. Yeah. And so it's it being just a day later that she's trying to escape is just weird. It's a lot. It's, yeah. There's a lot going on here that I don't know about. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, she does take a ride on Philippe. She does. This is the part that I was trying to remember earlier, like two episodes ago or whatever, when I was talking about someone riding fully up through water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ice cold water. Because I thought it was Maurice, but it was actually Belle. Nope, it's Belle. Um, but this is when she does that. They go running from the castle, mm-hmm. and the wolves that chased her father to the castle mm-hmm. are yeah. now chasing her and Philippe. Yes. And Philippe has now had to encounter these wolves twice. <laughs> this poor horse. Which, that kind of begs the question, why, where were the wolves when Belle arrived at yeah, the castle? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, too, because it was a very quiet it journey was, for yeah. her to the castle. As far as we know, yeah, at least. that's true. But from what we saw, yeah. it was very quiet. Um, it was not anything like what her dad dealt with. No, definitely not. And nothing like what she's about to deal with. No. So... But, like, these wolves are kind of determined to have a meal. Like, they're very... Mm, they look really raggedy. Yeah. Kind of starving. Yeah. I would say. Which I guess is what you would expect. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like somehow wolves survive in the wilderness, so they should be okay. I know. <laughs> but I think with just how many wolves there are, though... Yeah. There's a good amount of them. It's a good amount of wolves. Yeah. So... Who knows? So maybe they have destroyed the the population of animals mm-hmm. in the woods. It's possible. But anyway, she and Philippe go running from the wolves, and I don't know if I had stuff or not. Um, okay, yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I said she 
takes Philippe in a snowstorm and they get attacked by the wolves that chased her father. And then I was like, in all caps, um, icy water, what? Yeah. <laughs> because if you know anything about the human body and real life, mm-hmm. you know that you don't have a high chance of survival if you go through the ice on frozen water because it's very cold. Yep. And um, it's not even likely that you would get out of the water. No. First off. And then if you do get out of the water, you want to immediately go and figure out how to warm yourself up. Yes. Otherwise, you risk losing limbs and yeah. hypothermia, all of that. All of um, and so I, I was like, she would have hypothermia and probably be dying by this point. I think, <laughs> yes, I completely agree with that. Cause Absolutely. she was already cold before yeah. that. She gets into the cold water. They come out of the cold water. <laughs> happens again. Happens again. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I wasn't even touching my phone. But, but she was in the cold air, in the snowstorm. Yeah. Where her clothes are probably getting kind of wet from the snow. Yeah. You're right. They go into the icy water. They come out of the icy water into the snowstorm still. Yeah. Where the wind is blowing. Yeah. So that's going to add to how cold it is. Yeah. She's still in the snow. Mm-hmm. It's still cold outside. Yeah. She's now freezing and soaked. Yeah. So, like, she doesn't even have any way for her body heat to yeah. help her warm up because her clothes are wet. Like... I would say, I, I completely agree with this. I think... At least part of it for her is that she's probably running on adrenaline. Yeah. But even still, like... She's, she's gonna lose some limbs. She's gonna lose some limbs there. <laughs> like, I, I said, she's been out in the cold way too long and was in that water for ages, as well as having the wind blow past her as Philippe rides on. Yeah. Because not only is she in the wind, she's on a horse in the wind. Yeah. So it's even worse. Okay, and then she had to fight off the wolves. Yeah. So... Doesn't make sense. I don't understand. <laughs> Did you have more? I didn't. No, my next thing was stuff. after the beast comes. Oh, okay. So the beast comes just in time to save Belle yeah. from the wolves. From the wolves. Yeah. Um, and she she climbs up on Philippe mm-hmm. and almost goes home. She thinks about it. Yeah. She's like, okay, I can leave. She's uh, like, oh yeah, and then she like sees that the beast is. In- okay. So, um, mid that, my uh, boyfriend decided to call. And as we all know, phone calls ruin Dolby's recording abilities, apparently. Um, it's like the one downside to this audio app because this app is literally so good. It is. Aside from that. (laughs) But whatever. (laughs) Um, so we were talking about how the wolves are gone. The beast has fought them off, but he's injured. Yeah. And Belle had just gotten up on Philippe, thought about going home, and then, despite the hypothermia and the possible, you know, amputations she's yeah. going to have to get, she goes, oh, I'll help him. I think, in a way, thinking about it, it would have taken her longer to go back home. Yeah. Then it would have to just... To go back to the castle. Go back to the castle. I agree. So... So maybe this was self-preservation, although she's already kind of screwed in the limb department. <laughs> I was saying, I... <laughs> if we were going um, realistically... If we're going realistically, then... <laughs> Come on, Disney. You can't teach kids that it's okay to go through freezing, icy water and just be fine be afterwards. Fine, yeah. That is not okay. That is... No. What's it called? It's, um... Oh. <sighs> 
What is it? I can't think of I what it know. is. Irresponsible. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Irresponsible, Disney. <laughs> Irresponsible. You can't teach kids this this stuff. It's bad. But everything Disney says is true, right? No. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> it's all bad, actually. <laughs> Disney doesn't really teach good lessons. No. <laughs> they teach you to lie to your kids. Mm-hmm. And then get mad at your kids when your kid goes and does whatever the thing is because they were curious. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh tell the truth, maybe. That might be a better lesson to teach people. Yeah. <laughs> I just Is that not what Pinocchio is about? Tell the truth? Yes. <laughs> and no. I, don't, I would not take Pinocchio as a good life lesson. I've only really <laughs> seen Pinocchio like once and that was years ago. It scared me as a kid because all the kids turned into donkeys. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, anyway, we can look at Pinocchio another time. I'm okay. sure that there's a short story it's based off of. Probably. Um, we can definitely go into Pinocchio at some point. Yeah. I, I have not seen that movie in a very long time, but I guess Neither I'll watch I. it again for this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I better write that down yeah. before we forget. Yeah, definitely add Pinocchio to the list so we can <laughs> search what it's based on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so she she's all like, oh, the beast is hurt. And so she gets down off her horse and she single-handedly helps him up onto the horse. Yeah, I don't understand I'm sorry. That. You... Are, you were just out in the, the the cold. Yeah. In a snowstorm, in icy water. Your yeah. clothes are soaked with cold, icy yeah. water. Probably frozen by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you were riding a horse through the wind. You probably have hypothermia and, I mean, yeah. all kinds of frozen illnesses you could yeah. have. And you magically have the strength. To help a gigantic buffalo monster yes. onto your horse. Yes. And you also have to think about the fact that in this time period, she would not have been strong. No. At all. <laughs> like, so I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I, this, this always confused me. I was like, how did she get the beast up there? Because the beast was, I mean, if not fully unconscious, then almost there oh yeah he was very very weak yeah so there's like no way and he so he's basically dead it. weight too so it's even yeah. worse because he's going to be even heavier than he would be if he was able to help her yeah exactly so what what i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i'm very confused um <laughs> but you know whatever it's fine it's disney it's disney you know they, they teach you you can do all kinds of things. Yeah. All, all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Really bad things, but all kinds of things. <laughs> um, yeah. So they... Sorry. No, you're good. Um, yeah. yeah. So instead, she decides to help him back to the castle and decides to help take care of his wounds. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So I, I basically said the same thing. Yeah. Where, I was like, um, she goes and um, helps him take care of his wounds. But also, she said that, or she basically kind of like stood up for herself. Um, as you mentioned in your notes, you said that uh, she knows how to... Hold on, where was it? Yeah, you said Belle pushes back the right amount for the beast. She mm-hmm. keeps him in check and she knows how to be kind and understanding when needed. Yeah. And that that goes along with standing up for herself. Yeah. Because, you know, he was all like, if you hadn't run off and whatnot. And she's yeah. like, well, if you hadn't frightened me. Yeah. So I was kind of like, yeah, go Bells. 
stand up for yourself. Yeah, that's like one point where I was like, go, Bell. I was like, put him in his place. <laughs> Do it. The, the more I, I discuss this movie, the more I feel sad about how much I love this princess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin her for myself, but... Jeez, this animated movie really paints her in a bad light. It, it really... <laughs> it does. Unfortunately. Like, as a kid, it's a great light. Oh. If You're you, like, yeah, Belle. If you are watching this movie purely for yeah. fun to enjoy it, then yes, it's great. But as an adult trying to understand the movie... Yes. It really puts her in a bad light. Mm-hmm. It really does. Especially if you've already read the story that's based off of. I mean, it puts the whole story in a bad light, really. And you've seen the live-action movie. Yeah. Because, by far, this is not a very good adaptation. No. No. <laughs> this is honestly one well, of the I worst. Well, I mean, it's not even... They didn't even take that much from the story. No. They went, we like these little parts of the yeah. story, and that's we're going to create a story based off that. Yeah. But it's not a great story. <laughs> no. It's it's kind of bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like most Disney princess movies. I know I'm going to get, like, burned for that. <laughs> but. I'm, yeah. You got to look at them in the light that we're looking at them in. Yes. And they're really not yeah. that great. The newer ones are definitely a lot better. They have yes. better, better, better yes. writing. Like Moana and Frozen and mm-hmm. I was saying, Tangled, even. And I think. Part of that is the fact that these newer Disney movies aren't about finding, like, your Prince Charming. Yeah. They're more about... Like, finding yourself. Finding yourself, yeah. And I think it's also just trying to empower girls more. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great direction for Disney to have taken. Yeah, no, I agree. Because here, like, with these older Disney princess movies, it was ultimately about the prince. Yeah, it was... the. Girl finding the prince and falling in love, getting married happily ever ever after. Which is a rough thing to tell girls to aspire to. I would say, like, I think for their time, it was great. Yes. And that was just how fairy tales were. Yeah. You know? But now we're in an age of girls are strong, too. Yeah. You know, the girls can do whatever boys can do. Yeah. And so that's not the best a story to tell them. Yeah, I agree. I am glad. Because I know a lot of people didn't grow up with the Barbie movies. Mm-hmm. And that's probably their parents' choice. But I'm really glad that I was allowed to grow up with the Barbie movies. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, the first set of Barbie movies did ultimately end in marriage, and that was the goal and stuff. Okay, But there came a point... In the Barbie movies, pretty early on, yeah. I would say, because there's a lot now, where it did become about finding yourself and doing your thing and proving that yeah. you are yourself and you can be who you want to be. And I liked that I grew up with those along mm-hmm. with the Disney movies because yeah. it was a good balance. <laughs> I, think, I think also with Barbie, because Barbie caters specifically to girls. Yeah. While Disney is more towards family-oriented stuff. Even if the families are terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Barbie has always uh, catered, you know, to girls. And it definitely came to a certain point where it was like, oh, like, let's start coming out with Barbie dolls that are, like, the teacher. And 
the lawyer or yeah. whatever, you know. And so it was kind of like, okay, girls can do all this stuff too. Yeah. So it makes sense that Barbie pretty early on stopped doing the whole mm-hmm. finding your true love thing. Yeah. And and Barbie's new theme is you can be anything. There we go. And yeah. they have two TV shows at least right now after Life in the Dream House that are based on Barbie just doing her thing. Okay. And figuring life out. Yeah. <laughs> With her sisters, but... And I'm also glad they're starting to be dolls that yeah. also include different body types yep. and disabilities Colors, and stuff. everything. Yeah. Colors, everything. Yeah. All of it. It's great. It's all there. And I remember the first time I ever found um, a Barbie doll that wasn't, like, straight up just white. Mm-hmm. It was um, back when I was obsessed with Barbie the Nutcracker, and they had released the Nutcracker Barbie dolls. Yeah. And my neighbor brought me a black Clara Nutcracker doll. And I was like, really? oh, cool. <laughs> wow. She was, she was just, she was Clara. Yeah. I mean, that's who she was. Yeah. It was just, it was different because you didn't see those dolls like yeah. ever around that time because that movie came out mm, like late 90s, early 2000s, probably. Okay. I think it was early 2000s. Probably. But yeah. Those weren't common dolls. Yeah. I would say that so. that also reminds me. I don't know why we've gone on this tangent. I don't but, um, <laughs> but that also reminds me of the American Girl dolls. Yeah. Because I know probably when I was around nine or ten maybe, I got a Just Like You doll where they had a whole bunch of different um, like colors mm-hmm. and hair colors and whatnot. And it was really cool because you could essentially go and find an american girl doll that looked like you yeah like no matter like your race or whatever you know so like i was able to find you know a white american girl doll Mm. with like brown eyes and brown hair and it was like okay cool it's me that is awesome as a doll yeah and they like they had like a whole bunch of different options it was so cool i also remember polly pocket right now is super shit but when we were growing up Polly Pocket was great. I loved Polly Pocket so and much. They also started incorporating other ethnicities and stuff. I don't remember that, but I believe it. I have some of them. Oh, I really? still have all of my Polly Pockets. I'm never getting rid of them because they ruined Polly Pockets. I don't think I have any of my Polly Pockets anymore. I have all of them. I love I'll have Polly to show Pockets. you them. Oh, please do. I have a whole bin. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna have to play with Polly Pockets sometime. Yes. Just just because. <laughs> but yeah, so I just I don't know. Barbie and Polly Pocket were very on top of this. Okay. Yeah. Thing, this trend of like being yourself mm-hmm. and just letting people deal with it. Yeah. That's, I guess, why I have a problem with Belle. Because <laughs> she is. Because she has <laughs> that small part of her that's like inventor's daughter. Yes. But she still eventually ends up marrying a prince. Yeah. She gets shoehorned into this princess life. Uh, which, like, it's fine to be a princess. I'm not saying it's bad. Be no, a princess. not at all. Be a princess. Absolutely. But be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and don't feel like you're forced to go into something. Yeah. Because you're not. No, not at all. No one said you had to marry the beast. No, no one said you really had to, like, fall in love with him. No. But Stockholm Syndrome did. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, That's that. Belle fixes the beast up. They argue a little bit, and <laughs> they're very clearly more friendly now. Yes, which is still interesting, considering that she's only known him for like a day. 
Yeah. I don't think I would be friendly with some random beast, dude. No. But Not after a day. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Do you have more about that? Or I don't think... I are think we my, moving on to Gaston? I think we're moving on to Gaston. Yeah, yeah we are. We are. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so Gaston meets up with the dude from the asylum. Yes. And disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> um, and, you know, Gaston gives the guy his plan. Yeah. He's like, his oh. little spiel. Yeah, his little his spiel. business proposition. Yes. Oh. He's like, you know, here's like, you know, you could lock up Maurice for being insane. And the guy's like, Maurice, he's harmless. And he's like, well, yes, I know. However, I would like to get Belle. Yeah. And in order to do that, lock up Maurice. Belle will come in and be like, hey, no, you can't do that. And then Gaston will give his little proposition of, okay, I'll let Maurice go. We will let Maurice go if you marry me. And uh, and so you know the guy from the asylum hears this and he's like oh, okay maybe I love it. yeah he's he's basically <laughs> like I love this thing Gaston's like well here's some you know some money for yeah for this you know keep it yeah. hush hush go along with the plan it'll be fine it's <laughs> disgusting I know um but yeah so just like Colleen said he does that plot he has that all mm-hmm. um so Maurice leaves his house. I would assume. Thanks. So. Hold on. Do you have anything about it? Do you have more about that? I would say, I think this actual part where it happens is later. It's definitely later. Because it's right before... Because uh, the part where the asylum guy comes to take Maurice yeah. is around the time when Belle actually gets to go back home. So it's... Wait. Well, yeah, my my part's just, it's still part of. Oh, this it's still part stuff. of it. Okay, yeah. I was saying. Um, yeah. So Maurice leaves to find Belle at the Beast Castle because no one listens to him about where she is and what's happening to her. That's literally what he does. He just leaves. Oh, yes, that makes no sense. <laughs> I know. I don't. I didn't understand why it happened, but he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was weird. Yeah. In the moment. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're but he right. does go do that. You're right. So Maurice does yeah. go do that, and I think he's like, "You guys won't listen to me. I'm gonna go find her on my own." Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> when I guess Gaston and LeFou go to see if they're home and no one's home. Yeah, and then he posts LeFou right, yeah. out there as a snowman, basically. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a snowman <laughs> No, but he does become one. Yeah, but LeFou was, like, totally fine with Gaston's plan That's not right, working. because they were going to go find Maurice. They were going to go get mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And he wasn't there, so he yeah. was like, okay, well, if anyone comes home, you let me know. I would say, yeah, and LeFou was like, eh, I guess no one's home, let's go. And Gaston was like, um, nope, you get to stay here. Um, but I was also kind of like, why does LeFou agree to stay until Belle and her father come home? Because they're best friends. I Like, I get it. <laughs> like, had it been, like, just until the end of the day, yeah, fine. But obviously it's been a few days since yeah. LeFou gets turned to a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, why was LeFou still there? I would have totally left. I mean, he'd be dead. That too. <laughs> but, I mean, he'd be dead just like Belle would be dead. Yeah. If but, we're, we're going to be really accurate about this story... A lot of people yeah. would have died because of the cold. Well, if we were being accurate about the story, LeFou would have left. <laughs> yeah, that too. He, like, by the time night fell, if Maurice wasn't back soon, he would have been like, okay, bye, I'll come back later, see if you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you either. <laughs> I, I really don't. Um, 
Oh, I said, uh, like, Philippe is getting taken care of, thank God. Yeah. And then I also said there's no hostile, like, captor slash captive energy going on anymore, and Belle seems to be free to do whatever she wants, which is really nice. That is nice. It's a nice change. Um, She's I, still a prisoner. Oh, still it is a prisoner, nice. but there's no, like, hostile energy yeah. going on. It's like they're friends. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. You don't really become friends with your captor, guys. No. Um, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what your next comment was. What did I say? Ba, ba, ba. Oh, I mean, it's about the beast. Yeah, I don't remember when that was. I don't though. know when it is either, but I'll just say it now. Yeah. Because yeah, it happens. It yeah. happens in the movie, so it counts, <laughs> right, guys? It counts. Um, but basically, the beast, I don't even know. Is he talking to Cogsworth? Probably. Probably. He's probably talking to all of the his little inanimate friends but yeah. he he tells them that he's never felt the way he does about bell about anyone before and um okay here's the thing guys if he got cursed as a 10 year old yeah mm-hmm. duh you haven't felt that way before <laughs> i think if he got cursed as a 17 year old i understand yeah. why you probably haven't felt that way before i was <laughs> depending on how old he was when he got yeah. cursed like no matter what i personally feel like Dove, yeah, which you've never called exactly like, <laughs> like, but especially as a 10 year old, <laughs> yeah, especially if he were 10. Then. I really hope that one's not right, but like, if it is the right one, duh, yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> that's a given, yeah, you shouldn't have to tell people that you have never felt that way before, people yeah. will understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand him telling yeah. them that, like, yeah. Because, I mean, for one thing, it's someone to talk to about it yeah. who's not Belle. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, I've never felt like this. Yeah. Like, ever. And yeah. so it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know what happens. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. But my next part also goes along with it because he asks Cogsworth what he should do for yeah. Belle, essentially. And Cogsworth is like, well, there's the usual things, flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep. <laughs> And I just, I laughed at that just because it's, it was the, it was Disney's little adult joke. Yeah, exactly. Cause they always sneak those in. Oh, absolutely. Um, but this one was really particularly funny in yes. my opinion. Yes. Agreed. Just because I, I don't know. It's just, it's so accurate. Yes. <laughs> Cause yeah. you, you do. Like when you get into a relationship with someone, there's yeah. always going to be promises oh. you don't intend to keep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Even if it wasn't something. intentional. Yeah. They're not going to get kept. Not always. Not always. <laughs> um, Hopefully most of them are. Yeah. But it's not always I what happens. I agree. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything, but my next part is when they go to the library. So. Um, I basically just wondered, like, at this point, how long has Belle been in the castle? Yeah. And how did she forget that there's a library that she hasn't seen yet? Yeah, I don't know. Probably got, because of the West Wing, she got distracted by that, ran, I mean, and had to take care of the beast. I mean, yeah, but depending on how long it's been since then, you yeah. would think that maybe she'd be like, oh, I heard there was a library. Or she would have wandered there or something. Or something, yeah. I mean, she's spending all hours of the day at the castle. It's not like she's sitting there yeah. scrolling through Instagram or Twitter. I was going to say, and like <laughs> the beast just said, I've never felt like this about anyone else. Yeah. So it seems like she's been there a while. It's probably been a little while. A little while, at least. You'd think that she would have seen the library by now. Or at least remembered that someone said something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But 
it's fine because now the beast takes her there. Yes. She's like, let's go to the library. And then they walk in and she freaks out. She's like, oh my gosh, I love this place so much because there's so many books. Yeah. And then he gives it to her. (laughs) He's like, oh, if you like it so much, it's yours. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... And I, my little comment on it was, just, I was just kind of like, at least the Beast doesn't think Belle is weird for liking books. Yeah. Because the town, you know, yeah. everyone was like, hey, you're a girl who likes books? That's weird. Like, girls aren't supposed to be reading. Yeah. But the Beast is just kind of like, okay, here you go. <laughs> well, okay. So I think part of it, like, I know that princesses typically wouldn't be well-versed in books. Yeah. But I think part of it is that he has been transformed into a beast, so he is already out of the norm. Yeah. Um, And I think that because he is, I would say, more educated, um, Mm. I would say he's more educated. Well, in what way? Just just because he is more educated than townspeople, I would say. Okay. royalty okay. typically was. Okay. That he's probably more willing to embrace the fact that she's interested in these kinds of yeah. things versus being a close-minded towns person. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there's definitely just something there about yeah. the beast and the castle that yeah. they're like, oh, you like books? Okay, here yeah. you go. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, maybe in his like royal lineage or yeah. whatever like maybe the women have yeah. been known to read like books. maybe his mom loved reading or something exactly, yeah. like maybe the library was originally for his mom or something or something yeah so maybe it's not weird to him yeah yeah he even if it is weird to everyone exactly else. he could have like grown up with it or something yeah um had some idea that like women enjoy books <laughs> weird yeah Who thought? but i i get the feeling that Maybe like Lumiere or Cogsworth had told him that she was excited about the library. I can see that, which is why he took her there yeah. and why he told her to close her eyes. Yeah, because otherwise, I don't know why he would have done that. Yeah, I don't know either. So I get the feeling that like Lumiere probably told him went, "Hey, yeah. show her the library." I think so. Too. She'll love it. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah there's no no other way he would have been able to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Should I write anything else? Um, Mine's about the collage of moments between (laughs) them. Is yours after that? Mine is kind of during it because there's the moment where they've sat down to eat at this like smaller dining table and the beast just like devours his food. Yeah. And also just at, at this still begs the question, how long has Belle been there? How many meals has she had with him? It, like, have they not eaten together yet? And he's just... I, I don't I don't get it. Why is he not eating civilly at this point? Because he was 10 when he was cursed. I don't know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if he eats like that by himself, then sure, why yeah. not? But it's like, suddenly, oh, he's eating with Belle now, and he has to eat civilly. Yeah. And he's not, so I don't know how long she's been there. I don't know either. Ugh, whatever. Whatever. We're getting close to the end, though. Um, it's going to take us a while to get It is. <laughs> it's going to take at least one more episode. At, at least. least. Um, but, yeah, so my comment about this whole collage between mm-hmm. the two of them, I just said, we get to see a nice collage of moments that Belle and the Beast spend together learning how to behave together and with her learning to like him the way he likes her. 
ending with them dressing up to have a big fancy date night where they eat and dance and talk. And she tells the Beast that she is happy with him, but that she still misses her father so much. So literally, we went from her, like, you know, kind of being okay with him. Yeah. Helping him out a little bit. He gave her a library. Yeah. They're getting on better terms. To all of a sudden, she just is so happy with him. But she misses mm-hmm. her dad so much. Yeah. How did we skip that much time? <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of time to cut out. Because <laughs> you don't go from semi-okay to very okay with your situation. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, it's obviously been a good amount of time. Yeah. We just don't know how long. Yeah. But yeah. it's also a Disney animated movie, so yeah. they skip a lot of things. Yeah. That snowball fight's always my favorite. I would say I like the snowball fight. I like that scene just in general. I do too. Where they're just outside feeding the birds and then have a snowball fight. Yeah. So nice. I like the snowball fight better in the live action one. I don't remember it. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Much better. Oh, you haven't finished it yet? No. I've been busy. (laughs) That's okay. You've been moving. It's fine. I'm still moving. Take your time. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah. I don't know. Did I have anything else? That's my stuff there. Um... Uh, okay, I don't remember why I said this. Let's just say it. I'll say it. Uh, I said that there's obviously a good side to the Beast, especially since we're seeing it now. But he very much was showing his defensive side for the first several <clears throat> hours, days, weeks, whatever, since he, uh, he didn't really know Belle or Maurice. And would, uh, oh, he didn't know how Belle or Maurice would respond to him purely based on his mm-hmm. looks. So might as well act like a Beast, right? And I was kind of like, eh, he's much better acting nice. Yeah. Honestly, him being nice, it seems more natural for him. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, because once you see him being nice, it makes you think that he was really just putting on a show mm-hmm. originally. I, I would say, and that's kind of why I've always thought, where I was like, he was just being defensive yeah. in those first few, however yeah. much longer your time is. Uh, the thing that does kind of confuse me a little bit is that the servants, you know, at the beginning were all like, you must learn to control your temper. Yeah. And so I'm like... Okay, how much of a problem was his yeah, temper? That's what I'm wondering too, because he doesn't have a temper now. I would say, cause, yeah, because to me, <laughs> like, where did it go? <laughs> yeah, because to me, like, the, he was just being defensive at the beginning and was just nice underneath it all. Yeah, and that was just a hey, I've had strangers yeah. come into my castle. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. Maybe they just know what he's like when he's angry. Maybe. Or they know that he gets angry easily, and with all the stressful whatever stuff happening right now, he's just kind of like, ah. It could be his reaction to stress. That's kind of my guess. Because if he was comfortable, if he had figured out a way to be comfortable with being Mm -hmm. a beast, and then he got two random strangers thrown into the mix, Mm -hmm. I would probably get stressed out and freak out too. I'd probably hulk out on people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're in your home. Right? For they the... invaded your home. And then they're there for the time yeah. being until forever, yeah. as far as we know. Yeah. Like, I would... Yeah. Yeah. I'd have problems with that. Oh, absolutely. I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him, yeah. It's just a defensive reaction, like you were saying. Yeah. But um, I don't think that... I just don't understand the anger management I saying, thing, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, I understand that... Since Belle has been there, he's 
like gotten better. Yeah. And I think in the sense that he's gotten better is that maybe he's not as depressed as he was beforehand. Yeah. Um, and he like he maybe has at least some sort of sense of hope. He yeah. at least has a friend who's not one of the servants mm-hmm. that he's been living with for years yeah. at this point. And he's probably feeling less stress about yeah. the deadline coming up. Yeah. Like despite like whether he's gonna stay a beast forever or not, mm-hmm. I think he's just more content with Belle there because yeah. Belle is a very, you know, friendly person. Yeah. She's easygoing, she's easy, easy going. to be around, yeah. easy to talk to. And so, so and so I, I do think that this nice side to the beast is his natural yeah. side, his I natural agree. state. Um I do think that before Belle though is probably a more depressed version yeah. of it. Yeah. So depressed and stressed. Depressed. Because I really do think that his anger is a stress reaction. Yes. Um yes. which is why I have an issue with all of his servants being like, you must learn to control your temper. Because, yeah. like, it's just his reaction to stress. It's his mm-hmm. reaction to stressors in his environment. And you know what? I think another part of it is that th- I think the rose had been starting to wilt. Yeah. Which is probably so, another stressor. That's probably what it was. Yeah. He was probably already stressed before Maurice yeah. and Belle came. But then you add in two other add things that. on top of this huge one. And that just made it worse. Yeah. Albeit one of them does seem like a a light of hope. Yeah. But it's still stressful. Yes. Like anything new like that, especially when you've been living by yourself with just your inanimate object servants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be stressful. Yeah. You've gotten really used to your way of living and now here we are. (laughs) So I don't know. So I, I... I do think that the nice side of him yeah. is his usual side. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that's his usual it's side. It's so much more natural. It's a lot more natural. Even though it's an animated movie, it definitely yeah, but seems it's still, more natural. <laughs> it seems more natural. Oh, it's going to be you before my... I was going to say, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, yeah. I have a while, I yeah. think. Here, let's roll down oh, to your stuff. because this is where human again comes in. Yuck. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> so I my next little comment was the Beauty and the Beast just so happen to fall in love with each other, right? Doesn't seem right, but okay. Um, also, Belle seems to be their only chance to become human again. It's not like they would just been inviting girls or other people to the castle this whole time. And if people have heard stories about the Beast, then it's not like people would be flocking to the castle. Yeah. Um, so Belle really was their only chance, and it was just a random happenstance. Yeah kind of thing it wasn't likely to have happened no i think that oh i don't know i think the enchantress probably put something into the the curse Mm -hmm. that would have influenced someone to go to the castle towards the end so that eventually just like anyone okay So that at that point, he is kind of known about. Okay. So that there is the chance that he does have a chance to break it. Okay. And maybe that has to go with, um, maybe Maurice is what starts that. Yeah. Like the, what happens to Maurice early on, which is what makes the live action movie make more sense yeah. in that way because it makes so much more sense because in the animated movie you know uh he has uh he two does randomly choose one yeah he has two pathways to go yeah. down or that he can choose and he chooses yeah. the one towards the castle but in the live action one the tree falls 
Oh, that's right. And it's actively pushing him to the castle. Yeah. Which is why I think that the curse does have something built into it to help, you know, at least give him a chance. Yeah. Because it's pointless to give someone, like, curse someone without them even having the possibility of anything fixing it. Yeah. Right? And... I feel like that would be a terrible curse to put in someone. I would say, and we don't know how this curse affected <laughs> yeah. the villages around yeah. or whatever, you know? We have no clue. We have no clue. So, you know, maybe it's like the live action movie where everyone forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe they just naturally forgot. Yeah. Who knows? But who knows? I think that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, so we're kind of getting into the human again part of the scene or whatever, where um, they're ta- where the servants are talking about cleaning the castle in order to get ready for this, you know, <laughs> ball. Uh, and I just really love this part because Cogs- Cogsworth goes, half of you to the west wing, half of you to the east wing, and the rest of you come with me. And everyone splits up and goes to either the east wing or the west wing. And, and he's alone. He's alone. <laughs> Because he's a dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, Cogsworth is really dumb. <laughs> um, I didn't even see that part because it's not in my movie. <laughs> I know. Um, hey, you have the extended edition this time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, I said Cogsworth really is dumb. And then I was like, well, except for the fact that, you know, like during the dinner show he was the only one telling him not to do things and when maurice came in he was the only one telling him like don't you know let him sit in the master's chair and whatnot yeah he cogsworth is dumb in other ways yeah yeah (laughs) crazy crazy Uh, stuff yeah okay so are we moving on to that hold on it's still the same thing oh um Oh, yeah. I was kind of like... Okay, so it said... There was a quote from the scene. It says, they must fall in love tonight if we ever expect to be human again. And I was kind of like, okay, so the whole ball thing and Gaston coming to kill the beast, it all happens in one night? That's what I always thought. Yeah. Because... I would say, because it makes sense. Because they have the ball. Belle Mm -hmm. freaks out about her dad. Mm -hmm. She gets to look at him in the mirror. Yeah. She finds out he's in trouble. She goes... Because the beast tells her yeah. to. She goes to her dad. He tells her that she's free, that she can go. Yeah. So she goes after her dad, and then she has the mirror with her because he gave her the mirror. Yeah. She shows the beast to all the townspeople yep. to prove that he's not crazy. And then they're like, oh, you're insane too. Yep. And then they go after the beast. Yep. So yeah, I think it all happens It all happens in one night. I think when It's I was, a lot, but I think yeah. it all happens in one night. I would say, I think when I was younger, I was just kind of like, it's one night or is it two nights? Because it just it was a lot. It's a long night, but it's definitely um, one night. <laughs> so I guess it just kind of makes you wonder how quickly all this happens. How long it takes to get to the castle from the town. Yeah. Well, it can't be too long because... No, it can't Her be dad too long. made the trip. Philippe made it back. Philippe went yeah. back with Belle. I would say... In one day. So. Maybe a 10, 20-minute trip. Yeah, that's what I, I don't think. think it was very far. I don't either. Especially if the townspeople end up, like, walking out there. Yeah. Which, there's yeah. a lot of there's them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> and they do kind of walk out there. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, it cannot be far. This is no. probably the closest town to the castle. Probably. So. Um, I did wonder how many things in the castle were human. Yeah. We've been asking that. We, this whole time. Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, nope, it doesn't. 
Because um, if everything turns back into humans afterwards, mm-hmm. are they going to have any furniture? Are they going to have any silverware? No. Are they going to have any dishes? <laughs> I was saying, they won't have a yeah. stove. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's also... <laughs> these are also some of the questions, you know? Like, the chef got turned into the stove, so did they not have one before, or what? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're supposed to be thinking so hard about it. But we're not. That's the thing. We're not supposed to be thinking this hard about it. But, but Disney, make movies that make sense, we please. Are. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so I I question where Belle and the Beast yeah. were during the song Human Again. Yeah. Because that's when all the servants and just everything in the castle is cleaning up the castle to make yeah. it look nice for the little ball that they do. I definitely question that, too. Um, although I, I did, I was kind of like, does the beast know that they're cleaning up his quarters, like his chambers and whatnot? Cause they just kind of do it. And then I'm like, where, where is the beast? Where's Belle? Maybe that's when they're having their snowball. Oh, you know what? I think they're in the library. Uh, oh, because. Yes. Yeah, you're probably Yeah, right. they're probably in the library while, while this is all happening. Because I did stare at your comment yeah. right there, and I went, yes. Yeah, because the next thing was, my next comment was a question about, did they stop making the beast learn how to read after he turned to a beast, or what? Because he, making like... Making him learn how to read? Them. Oh, if he was 10. Okay. I would say, yeah, I mean, he knows how to read them, but it was just like, he, they, he didn't keep up reading. Yeah. So he forgot how to read. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry, your comments about Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I know. Um, go on. You, no. can, you can talk about your comment and okay. then I will respond. Okay. So I'll just read what it was, <laughs> I guess, because it's a long comment. It is a long comment. I don't remember what but it is. But it's a good one, so just go. <laughs> so um, so to explain what's going on, uh, Belle and the Beast are in the library and Belle has been reading Romeo and Juliet to him. Yes. And he asked her to read it again. And um, which I was kind of like, Okay, it's a long play, but okay. Long-ish. Uh, it's long-ish. Long-ish. <laughs> it's pretty short, though. <laughs> True, you're right. <laughs> but still, it's, you know, it's... Yes, yeah, it's, it's a, a book. It's a whole story. It's a book. <laughs> um, but uh, he's like, why don't you read it to me again? And she's like, oh, well, why don't you read it? And he's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. You can read it. And she's like, no, I insist. And he's like, well, I, I can't. I, I, like, I used to know how to read, but I can't. And so I was kind of like, um, and I was like, okay, why is she having him read that? Because that's not the easiest thing to read. Like, I mean, it's not super hard to read, but it's not the easiest thing to read. But I also realized that um, that how we speak today is different than how they spoke then. But I also realized Shakespeare made up a lot of words. Yes. He invented a lot of the English language. He did, yes. Um, so what I was going to say is, because I we definitely focused on this back uh-huh. in my um, history of the English language class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, reading Shakespeare today for yeah. like any kind of teen or whoever, they'd probably be like, I don't even know what he's saying. Yeah. Because, yes, it's confusing. But if we're going with this taking place around 1600s-ish, yeah. Isn't that around when Shakespeare's stories were coming out? They were coming out in like 1500-something, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I have to look this up now. because I'm pretty sure his plays were coming out around the 1500s, either. if I remember correctly. I really can't remember. Hold on. I'm pretty sure. 
But yes, please, please Google it. So I'm, I'm Googling it. Hold on. I just, I want to say that that is when it was. Okay, so they say that, well, Wikipedia like 1400 says that the date premiered for Romeo and Juliet was sometime between 1595 and 1597. Okay, yeah, I was right. So, if we're going with this being around 1600s, which yeah. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Um, and I'm just guessing, I'm not even actively like yeah. trying to figure out when this happened, yeah. but I'm pretty sure this was around the 1600s ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shakespeare's been around for not like insanely long, and he didn't really get popular when he was alive. No. So the fact that those books would even be in the Beast Library mm-hmm. is not likely. No. Because that's not a thing. He didn't no. get popular for a very long time afterwards. Yeah. But um I just Disney. <laughs> I was saying, and I think the thing also is the fact that since uh since the beast doesn't read it's yeah. not like he would be the one going yeah. oh i want a book yeah. of that no he wouldn't um and even if they had just started being popular mm-hmm. when it was this time would the beast be getting books no while he's cursed no not at all because otherwise why would he even have shakespeare in his library yeah like, it would make sense for him to have Greek books. It would make sense for him to have French books. It would make mm-hmm. sense for him to have other books. But Shakespeare was around the same time. I mean, unless maybe, like, his parents were interested in plays and stuff. Maybe they were interested in uh, Shakespeare's stuff. So maybe they went, hey, Shakespeare, we want a copy of Romeo and Juliet. Can we have maybe. that? Maybe. That's just one possibility. <laughs> it's a stretch, though. It's a stretch. It's a very big stretch. Disney really shouldn't have put Romeo and Juliet in this. Yeah. Just based on the time period alone. Um, yeah. And, like, I'm. they didn't do their research. Mm-hmm. Because if they had paid attention to when this is supposed to be taking place. Yeah. And paid attention to when Shakespeare's stories came out. Yeah. And when they actually got popular, these wouldn't be in his library. You're right, yeah. Um, And so, like, it just doesn't make sense for Romeo and Juliet to be the story that they choose. It makes yes. sense for us if we're not thinking about it chronologically and when it happened and all of that. Yeah. All of the historical aspects of it. It makes sense for us then. But to have Shakespeare in his library, I wouldn't expect that until probably late 1600s. Yeah. Yeah. At the very earliest. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> when I don't think this is late 1600s, I think this is early 1600s. Yeah. I'm trying to see if anything has, a, if anything states maybe where this is supposed to take place. When or when. Does. Okay. When, yeah. I don't think anything really does, but I'm 99% sure it's in the 1600s. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would say I'm not finding anything. Yeah. So I think it's just an ambiguous time period. It it really is. But I really don't think Shakespeare would have been in that library. I don't think so either. It it would make a lot of sense for them to be reading like Guinevere and Lancelot. I would say, I think like if it were, if, I think if it were like late 1800s or so, then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But But it's not. It's not. Because late 1800s is the Regency era and it's not what this is. Yeah. Regency era is uh, 
like Pride and Prejudice and all of those things. Okay. Um, so Belle would have been a lot different. Okay. By that, that time period. Yeah. <laughs> I just know my literature history. Yeah, you, you know much, <laughs> you know it all much better than I do. That's why this is before the Regency era, which is why <laughs> I have problems. <laughs> I have so many problems with this story being in the story. <laughs> Do not I, to mention, it's not even the best Shakespeare play. I know. <laughs> but yes, what were you uh, I was going to say, do you want to hear an interesting fact? Yeah, I will hear the interesting fact. Um, in the 1930s, and then again in the 1950s, Walt Disney attempted to adapt Beauty and the Beast into a movie, but could not come up with a suitable treatment, so the project was shelved. So as far back as the 1930s, they were planning on making this into a movie. I'm really glad they waited. I know, me too. <laughs> Because they would have ruined it like they did Snow White. Yeah. I mean, they kind of already ruined it, if you think about it the way we think about it right now. How so? Just because we're going logically. It's kind of a rough story. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, yeah. But if they had done it in the 30s. Yeah. The way they did Snow White. Mm -hmm. It would have been painful. It would have been so painful. Snow White is painful Ah. enough. I'm not looking forward to watching that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I am very much looking forward to watching Mirror Mirror, though. (laughs) Um, But anyway. Anyways. um, Yeah, that story wouldn't be there. No. Just saying. His library is inaccurate. Yeah. Continue. Um, (laughs) I just want to point out one little thing about the scene. It's like the very end of this little scene with Romeo and Juliet where uh, Belle's like, oh, you know what? Let me help you. Uh, And then she's like, well... Yeah, so she goes, well, here, I'll help you. Let's start here. Mm -hmm. And so he starts reading, and he's like, two households. And I'm like, both alike in dignity and fair Verona where we lay our seats. That's where it starts. (laughs) She acted like she was picking a random spot. I know. That was the whole thing. I was like, that is the beginning of the play. Yeah. Come on. About that. Um, Yeah. Um, Um, We can finish the scene. I think my last little comment about the scene is just that the grounds are huge it's like i said at the very beginning of beauty and the beast i was like wow this castle is fucking huge so are the grounds oh we, we already talked about all this though did we so we should talk about that oh too. okay we still have more yeah i didn't realize we should stop at the point where she leaves with the mirror should we i'm pretty sure okay. what do i have What's i don't nice know stuff? go look yeah yeah we have to stop it like right before she leaves Okay. With the mirror and stuff. Okay. That's where we're stopping. So go ahead. Continue talking about your stuff. Okay. So (laughs) I wondered what exactly did they tell Belle was happening tonight? They made her get dressed up for a reason, but did they ever actually tell her the reason? I don't know. We don't know. I All I know is that the montage happened and they both got ready for a dance. I would say, yeah. It was just kind of like all of a sudden they're getting ready for for this little ball. And I'm like, uh, Okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess to have some fun, understood. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of weird. Personally, I would feel really self-conscious if oh, I was going to be one of the only two people dancing. Here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's yeah. fine. It's whatever. Um, I also made a comment about, like, they really cleaned up the castle and got it looking mm-hmm. presentable just for Belle. Yeah. And I understand why they may not have done that, like, throughout the years. Um, or at least not made it look as presentable. Yeah. Especially some of these rooms, like the ballroom. Yeah. Since it's not being used. Um, but I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Um. For sure. No, I agree. Yeah. It's nice that they cleaned it up, though. Oh, absolutely. 
And I mean, like, maybe Belle and the Beast were both like, yeah, let's do a ball. Like, that'd, that'd be fun. Yeah, they might have agreed on it. They might have, I mean, which is why the whole thing happened. Yeah, maybe Belle isn't self-conscious about stuff like that. Maybe not. I mean, she's already used to uh, being the inventor's daughter. The weird one who reads. Well. But this is different. Yeah. And I don't 100% know, because I know that dancing was a huge part of the Regency era's culture. Yeah. But I think that this could also have been a huge part of this culture. I think so. But I'm not 100% sure, because I don't know a lot about the 1600s. I'm trying to remember my music uh, history classes. But I do know the 1800s. Yeah. (laughs) And the 1700s was all the revolutions and fun stuff. I mean, revolutions happen all the time in history, but... Yeah. Yeah, I would say dancing happened. I would say, I would think dancing would... So it was probably a normal thing that they did. So she probably really didn't think too much about it, and he probably didn't either. Well... hmm. Not, like, self-consciously. I mean, they probably did think about it. No, I'm trying to think about... I'm thinking about, like, dances, balls, and stuff. I feel like for royalty, like, yeah, definitely... I feel like it would be something kind of normal, maybe? Maybe. Um, I don't... Like, it wouldn't... It obviously wouldn't have been so... I don't know what word I'm looking for. Common? Not really a word I'm looking for, but I'll go with it. Something like that? Something. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know what normal? word I'm looking for. No, not normal. Because I'm trying to think like. With royalty, it was like big and impressive and whatnot. But with the common folk, obviously, it's not big and impressive and whatnot. Yeah. So it's a different. Because they'd be doing folk dances and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like. But they're I, like town parties. And yeah, whatnot. so Belle wouldn't be used to like the ballroom dance classical dance the classical dance yeah so it would have been different you're right i don't know i don't know what to tell you i don't know either i mean they probably do learn how to ballroom dance Mm -hmm. i would say because it's just a style of dance that's true so i feel like they all probably had to learn like just basic styles of dances and that, like, Maybe. The, the folk dancing that they did the in folk their dancing towns would be the big thing that they the usually thing, did yeah. at their celebrations and stuff. Okay. But okay. I would say that they probably do still know, like, the classical ways. Yeah. Just maybe weren't focused on it so mm-hmm. much when they were learning how to dance. Yeah. They would okay. focus more on the ones that they'd actually use. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's just my thought. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways. Um when Belle came out in the dress, I was like, wow, it's really beautiful. Because it is really beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's really pretty. I've always loved Belle's dress. Yes. Always. I've always loved ball gowns. They're just so fun. Oh, and I love ball gowns so much. I had my mom make two for me in high school. hmm The closest I got to a ball gown was my fourth year of college, I had to, I was going to find a dress for uh, my choir's annual little banquet that we yeah. do in like October, November after yeah. our big concert of the year. And I just happened to pick out this dress that was really pretty. It was like floor length, had yeah. uh, the top part was just black and like three quarter length sleeves. It was a full skirt. And then it was a full skirt with roses on it. Mm, that sounds it beautiful. Was so pretty. And I made the mistake of trying it on. And then you bought it. And then I bought it. <laughs> I, like, texted my mom, too. I was like, is it crazy if I buy this? Because it was, like, 150 bucks. Did you text me? 
I may have. I feel like you did. I probably did. I feel like I remember that dress. Probably. It was really pretty. But that's like the closest I've gotten to like a ball gown. Yeah. My mom made full on ball gowns for me for for Mormon prom first off when I was like 16, I think. And then she made it my senior year too. And they had full skirts. I even had a hoop skirt to go underneath them. I think I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and in our prom pictures for our senior <laughs> year, my dress was giant. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I am not upset about it because I loved that it dress. It was a pretty dress. It was, it was so really nice. pretty. I still have it. I still have my other one, too. I have both of them still. I still have my prom dress. I didn't like it at all, but it was like, I need a dress. Here we go. Um, I, for my first Mormon prom, maybe it was my second Mormon prom. It was my second Mormon prom. My mom made another dress for me, and it was supposed to be, like, Regency-era style. Okay. Um, I didn't love it. She also didn't love it. She mm-hmm. wasn't happy with how it turned out. Yeah. But, I mean, it was the dress I had, so I wore it. So, yeah. And it, it was a pretty color. I got to pick out the color. It's just the mm-hmm. style just didn't didn't work quite come together the way it okay. was supposed to. Gotcha. So, I ended up going yeah. back to my ball gown dresses because yeah. my mom was really good at making those. <laughs> yeah. I and she think. had fun with them too. <laughs> I would have I would have liked to have a ball gro- uh, a ball gown kind of dress for prom, but it was like for one thing, I think I went shopping for it a little bit late. Mm-hmm. And another thing, like I'm a bigger girl, yeah. so I could only find so many yeah. different types of dresses that were like in my size. Yeah, I get that. So I was kind of like, okay, this one's okay. Yeah. Not my favorite. Not anything I would normally choose, but it was a dress that yeah. fit that my mom agreed to buy. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Yeah. I would have, I probably would have gone shopping for a dress for prom just because mm-hmm. it would have been easier and I wouldn't have had to try on it. Like, yeah. try it on all the time. Yeah. Because I did have to try it on all the time. Yeah. But my mom likes to save the monies <laughs> and dresses are expensive i would say my mom used to make me first day of school outfits yep. when i was in elementary school yep. and then it stopped when i got to sixth grade <laughs> because um that was the year i decided i didn't want like a skirt or a dress or anything yeah. i wanted to do like a top and like pants or something the pants didn't turn out very good oh. neither did the top oh so it just kind of stopped after that oh that's sad <laughs> <laughs> my uh my mom did make me school outfits, but they weren't necessarily first day of school outfits. She mm-hmm. literally just made me groups of outfits. Oh, okay. Um, when I was younger, so like in elementary school, mm-hmm. um, just starting from when I was in like kindergarten or whatever, she would make me t-shirt dresses. Okay. So nice. we would go to like Walmart or wherever and yeah. buy like a bunch of different colored t-shirts in the same size that yeah. fit me, right? All the same kinds of t-shirts that had like, no, they didn't have a pocket. <laughs> they did have a pocket eventually. Eventually, okay. But we would have all these different colors and we would take them to a fabric store. Mm-hmm. Or we would take them to the fabric area in Walmart when those still existed. Okay. Yeah. And I think they still exist. Some of them. Some of them. Not every yeah. Walmart has them anymore. Yeah. But we would go to the fabric area where they could actually cut the fabric for you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The nice Walmarts. <laughs> okay. Where they could still cut the fabric. They don't do that anymore um, at a lot of the ones no, that we have now. Because yeah. you just have to buy, like, s- swatches of fabric, yeah. which sucks. Because you don't know how much you need. I know. Um, but 
we would go in. My mom had already like figured out how much she would need for these skirts and yeah. whatever shorts she was going to make to go underneath them. Okay. Um, so she already knew how much fabric she needed. She would just have me go around and match the shirt to a fabric that I liked. Okay. Gotcha. And so I would pick out fabrics to go with the shirts. We would buy all of the yards of whatever she yeah. needed. And she would like literally attach a skirt that went down to my knees yeah. to the bottom of the shirt. And then she would make me shorts. Oh. And okay. a little pocket square. Oh, <laughs> cute. And that's what I wore for that's like wore. ever in elementary school. <laughs> See, my mom only made me first day of school outfits. That was it. My favorite one that I like remember to this day mm-hmm. was a light pink shirt mm-hmm. with a ballerina fabric. Oh. It was like a light pink, light purple fabric yeah. with just ballerinas all over it. That sounds cute. And it was the cutest thing. I wonder if we have pictures. I don't mm, know. I think, ask my mom. I think my favorite one of my first day of school outfits that my mom made me. Actually, I'll mention this other one first. I think it was my first first grade, first day of school outfits. Uh, she made me a Disney princess little dress. It was oh. really cute. It it was like mostly purple, uh, just like all the way down. Then it had like a little pink ruffle at the yeah. bottom and a little pink ruffle on the sleeves. And then it had like an embroidered like patch on the front that I think had like the Disney princesses or something on it. That's it was, cute. It was adorable. I love that. But my favorite outfit that she made me was with this like purple tie-dye uh, fabric yeah. for like fifth grade, I think. She made me like a skirt and a top and it was really cool. It had like bell sleeves on the sleeves. Ooh, I love bell sleeves. It was so cute. Mm. I loved it. Gotta love those bell sleeves. I know. I wish I had bell sleeves on anything. I have I, a shirt that has bell sleeves. I don't. I makes me very happy. I specifically bought it because it had because, them. Uh-huh. It's um, it's a crop top. Oh, it's okay. like see through. Yeah. I wear it with one of my high waisted skirts. Yeah. Um, what do I wear under it? I think I have another black crop top that I wear under it, or a tank top or something. Okay, something. Yeah, goes under it. Something. But it's got like sleeves that flare out right here. Yeah, I just love it so much. So cute. Anyway, totally off topic. We, we are way off topic. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So. We were talking about the dress. That's why. We, that's Yeah. That's how we off topic. We were talking about the dress. <laughs> Belle's dress is really beautiful. Love it. Oh, yeah. Because we were talking about my mom making me ball gowns. Yeah. And how my mom made me clothes. <laughs> yeah. And your mom made you clothes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Anyways, I figured it out. Anyways. Um. After the dance, uh, Belle and the Beast go out onto the balcony. Yep. And to me, they remind me of Cinderella. Yeah. Because that they have the same thing happen where yeah. they go out onto the balcony after the dance. They do. They do in lots of stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, That's we can safe. just leave it. Do we want to stop here where they're on the balcony? Or? I feel like we should. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to start on the balcony. Right I would say, I think it'd be better to start on the yep. balcony. That way we can get, like, everything yeah. in the next episode. Yep. All right. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Yeah, that is it for this episode. Oh, I forgot I was researching things. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was looking up fun facts. Well, anyways, I guess we should leave a little, little magic wherever, wherever you go. go.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh my. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore oh my. You can find us on Tumblr at BMM dash oh my. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching for Books, Movies, and Musicals oh my or search at sign BMM oh my. You can find us on YouTube by searching Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My, and you can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. These socials and our email address are in the description. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark.